Blog Talk Radio. Show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. We're doing something a little different today, and I am very, very excited about it. Um, it it's, uh, you know, we, we normally have bands and, and uh, musicians and, uh, you know, film folk um, promoing their, their latest projects and whatnot. Well, now we are adding uh, literature to that. Um, we have a group of um, authors, and although I think a lot of them are film folk as well, um, but it's just a very, very cool book. Uh, the captain of the series of books, I should say, uh, the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. The captain of our show today is uh, Mrs. Stacy Lane Wilson. Um, she's kind of, she oversees this whole project. She's uh, the lady uh, to talk to and, uh, about it. And we also have, uh, joining us today, uh, Mr. Graydon, oh, I'm going to mess up his last name, but I'm going to try, uh, Schindler, hopefully I'm saying that right, Kurt Lambert and Shane Bitterly. Hopefully, folks, I got everybody's name okay. Graydon, I'm kind of worried that I didn't. That's right. You got about 70% of the way there. Schlichter yeah. is the formal pronunciation. <laughs> nice. I will never forget that. Um, well, this is a cool. This is a cool series of books. Um, I, I I've been uh, trying to get through um, all three. I, that's a horrible thing to say. It, it, I've been trying. There's big books, is what I'm. What I mean is, um, they don't slug on or anything. Uh, they're fascinating. It's just, um, and there's three of them. Uh, but I've but I've been trying. I, I I'm uh, I'm well on the way uh, on the first one in the sixties. Um, Stacy, how did you come up with this this idea? Oh, well, it's, uh, first of all, thanks for having us on the show. We're so happy to be here with you. Um, yeah, so the idea has just always kind of been rattling around in my brain because I love classic rock music and I love horror. And most of the books that I've written and the movies that I've written and directed, they all kind of have elements of both in them. But I've never really, as uh, say, aggressively kind of mashed the two together with these uh, three volumes. So yeah, like you said, there's 60s, 70s, and 80s, and um, so that's 31 stories. So I certainly don't uh, <laughs> don't blame you for not being able to read all of that in time. But thanks for doing some of your homework. Well, I've been trying. Like I said, I've been trying. I um, Very that good. was like last night. I. I, I got up, I, man, I was having one of those nights where you, I was having an Edgar Allan Poe night, man, just just bad dreams and, and all kinds of stuff. So, and I woke up, and I thought the day had started. I, I, I get up pretty early. I thought it was like 4, I normally get up about 4 o'clock in the morning, and, and I thought it was 4 o'clock. I misread my clock, and it was uh-huh. 1 o'clock. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I'm wow. in here in my, my workshop, and I'm like, well, I got a couple hours to kill. I'm going to read some more of these books. And so I, <laughs> four or five hours last night, I was reading these. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now these are available on paperback, ebook, and audio coming soon, right? As I understand. That's right. And um, Graydon is one of the narrators of the 1970s version. So um, maybe he can tell you a little bit about mm-hmm. that. I know he's already gotten started. Sure. Uh, I, I love talking about audiobooks. In fact, uh, feel free to cut me off when I go too long because I probably will. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, uh, my partner and I are uh, are working on the audiobook version of the 70s book. And because uh, all three of these books came, uh, came together so quickly, uh, I, I was astounded at how quickly this went from, Graydon, this is going to be a project, to, Graydon, these are three books. What? <laughs> um, so in order to try and, and work with that time scale, uh, my partner and I have been fast-tracking the audiobook as best as we are able to, and I am pleased to report uh, that it is mostly recorded and a decent chunk of the way edited and postmastered. So uh, it's, it's mm. fun. It's exciting. It is a plethora of diverse uh, uh, story beats across the anthology. Uh, Stacy has a couple of real gems in there, but there are some other folks who have uh, who have also contributed. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but I, I have a book a story in the book as well, which uh, is also part of why I'm here today. And so does uh, my partner, who I think is going to be on the show with you in a couple of days, um, is both uh, narrating with me the '70s version and has a story in there as well. And so I'm probably biased. I like my story a lot. I like her story a lot. But there's a <laughs> so lot I. I like in the anthology besides the two of us. Thank you, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> I like an anthology. And Graydon book. does such um, a great job. Graydon's done uh, the audiobook versions of a few things that I've been involved with, other things that I've been involved with, like the Hell Comes to Hollywood 1 and 2 and 18 Wheels of Horror. Yeah, so he's uh, he was the big-time books go-to guy. I think maybe mm-hmm. I actually even recommended him uh, to Stacy. I, I, I think so at one point, but I'm not – I don't remember. But, yeah. Well, in Great that case, thank those. you a ton. Thank you a ton, Shane. And yeah, today is actually <laughs> a reunion for me because uh, the first Hell Comes to Hollywood, which Shane contributed to, was sort of my introduction to short horror fiction. Uh, I hadn't mm. consumed a bunch of it before then. Uh, like a lot of kids with overactive imagination, I could see the the monster in the in the corner at every turn. So. I, I tended to shy away from horror when I was younger because I, I just could scare the dickens out of myself. Um, but then uh, Shane's story in that book was literally one of my first uh, bite-sized horror fiction uh, treats. And then, uh, you know, as he mentioned, we worked together again on a, a later project. So it's, today's kind of a fun little reunion day for me. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's wicked cool. And how about you, Kurt? How did you get involved in this? Well, Stacy was kind enough to ask me um, to write a story for her. Uh, I'm working on my own collection of uh, short stories, which aren't horror or rock and roll, but she has read one of them, maybe two of them, and uh, uh, was kind enough to give me some kind words on them. So she asked me if I would write one. I've worked with her. uh, She's directed me in three films, and I read one of her horror audiobook short stories. I was the reader on one of those for her back a few years. So, uh, 
I've known Stacy since, I don't know, 2013, Stace, I think, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. been a while. It's all, yeah, it's been great. We've collaborated on many wonderful projects together and super happy to have you in on this one with your, your kind of eerie ghost story set in the 60s. Um, yeah, I mean, because yeah. Kurt, I know that he was a working DJ in the 1970s, so I just really wanted him to bring that flavor to his story. It's called Long Ghoul Woman in a Black Dress. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear that in red with you, from you guys. Yeah. I want to hear Drake Johnny Hanson. Oh, you know, yeah, Graydon yeah, is actually, doing the 70s. And then, but Jennifer Knighton, who um, did the the um, 18, uh, did she do 18 Wheels of Terror or just tell it comes to Hollywood with you, Graydon? She's doing the 60s yeah. version of the audiobook. Right. Yeah, Please. Jennifer was with me on all four of the big time anthologies uh, to date and presumably will be uh, in the future the next time Eric comes around. I know he's been busy, but, uh, you know, uh, always ready to, to jump in. Uh, but I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Long Ghoul Woman uh, with a Black Dress is in oh, the 70s. Oh, that is in the 70s. Uh, you're right. Yes, yes, you're right. Yep. Yeah, that's in the 70s. And, and I that's had a ton right. of fun with that one because... I, well, and I don't know if you know this, uh, but I was a DJ in the 90s. So oh, I was an overnight DJ. Yeah. <laughs> and the so fun shit. I, there you go. I identified very strongly with, uh, with, our, <laughs> with our lead character in that story. Uh, I won't say that my experiences track one-to-one with what happens in the story, but uh, there was a lot there that was familiar. That's awesome. That is awesome. You know, it's... It's, I like I really like audio books. Um, I, I've come to at first I was kind of like ah eh, I don't know if I can get behind it you know um, just because it was new I guess. Uh, but I tell you I like when I work when I'm painting and stuff like that I like to put an audio book on because unlike a movie that's on in the background you don't miss as much like a movie you'll you'll miss stuff because it's it's visual you know and um, the audio books. Uh, just tend to work. I don't know. I, I tend to absorb them easier when I'm I'm doing something else at the same time. When I'm multitasking, and uh, I think yep, that's very that very sense. cool. Well, yeah, yeah, and I think it's cool. You guys are all working, you know, in, in collaborating on these. Um, I'm telling you, I love a good horror story. <laughs> you know, and, and <laughs> what I've read so far is fantastic. Um, this is very very cool. Now. When you were putting all this together, Stacey, did, I mean, did you just, everybody submitted stuff and you had this giant pile and then you had to kind of weed through it kind of, and, and this would go here and this would go there. I imagine that was a ginormous job. Uh, yeah, it was um, definitely, but you know, I got to cherry pick my favorite writers. And so that was really great. I didn't have submissions, you know, open to the public. It was just kind of something that mm. I, I selected from people that I knew would be able to contribute kind of that, that flavor that I was looking for in people who knew rock music, you know, it was important uh, that they did have that base of knowledge. Um, you know, and some of them, like, well, Kurt's not really a horror writer, but I know that he's, you know, he's been in some of the, the horror movies, quite a few actually, and he played a zombie in one of my films called Cabaret of the Dead. So I knew he could pull it off. Um, but yeah, it's um, definitely was a huge undertaking. It's, like I said, it's 31 stories. And then keeping the 
the genres together from the different eras, you know, like, um, yeah, the, the Hollies, you know, I was thinking like 60s, but actually that song, Long Cool Woman in a Black Dress, came out in 1970. So it was like trying to make sure that all the song titles matched the right era, but um, and then the editing, and then of course we hired a copy editor to go through everything mm. with a fine tooth comb. And but I also designed the covers, so yeah, it was a lot of work. But I feel like it's really worthwhile because there's nothing quite like it. It's a pretty unique project. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think these would be great gifts for people that are into horror, of course, uh, because everybody I know that's into horror is also into rock and roll. You know, I mean, it's just kind of they kind of. Hold hands very well. Um, Definitely. But, you know, my rock friends and stuff, too, would, would totally dig these. They're awesome writing, and, and the stories are cool, and they you, they read quick. You know, I, I like that. Um, you don't get bogged down. It, it it ain't reading Lord of the Rings, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have to learn a new <laughs> no, language. Not exactly. You know? <laughs> um, which I like. Well, that's I'm always the fun thing about an anthology because if you is like, well, eh, maybe that story didn't really click with me, but the next one will, and then that one's okay, but like, no, that one's great. And uh, I've also been kind of uh, slinking my way through all three of these, and because I, this came so fast to me. And yeah, I feel like somebody, somebody, somebody uh, didn't turn in a story or they backed out at the last minute. She's like, Shane, hey, <laughs> you can write kind of fast. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy, uh, what do I do? What do I do? But, um, you know, the, the quality of these are all it's, it's really, really good. I mean, you know, some anthology. Oh, yeah books it's i i don't think they're as uh i i hate the word but um curated as well as what stacy has done you know, she kind of she knew the people you know like like she said it wasn't uh just people uh submitting she she cherry-picked the writers that she wanted so she knows their ability she knows them she knows how they work and then and i think it's just it, overall it just kind of made the quality of the 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 series higher right right well they're they're fantastic and i i tell you i could um i don't know as a kid you know i read a lot of stephen king and stuff and over the years it's it's been interesting to see how many of his short stories from his own anthologies wound up becoming movies and stuff and um i could see a lot of these I would say 90% of these being turned into movies. You know what I mean? There's, there's a real good base there, and um, you just never know, you know? Um, yeah, I'm sure you could write the same check. Short. And yeah. <laughs> she would Absolutely. get her people involved, and, you know. For <laughs> um, any big time producers well, out there the listening. <laughs> that's the thing about really well written horror, though, is that it's very visual. So, if a horror story mm. is written well, you should be able to see the cinematic version of it in your mind. That's that's part of the author's job, part of the writer's job in, in this genre, I think. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. 
If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beatty, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a non-profit corporation, raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another, a friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Rockscare, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Yeah, that, well, everybody just from working on the, the other books, the Hell Comes to Hollywood, 
you know, Eric Miller, who edited and uh, published those, you know, we come from a movie background. So we were getting mm. a lot of stories from, from horror writers. Well, the hell comes to Hollywood specifically was uh, horror stories written by people in Hollywood about Hollywood. So everybody was a writer, a producer, a director, a something, an actor, whatever. So we all kind of thought, you know, everything has to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. But then when we did other things, other anthologies, opened it up to kind of horror writers, not specifically movie people, you kind of had some of these aimless just mood pieces and me thinking as, uh, as, as from movies, I'm like, oh, gosh, that just doesn't work. That just doesn't work. Where's the ending? <laughs> you know? It was like, if it doesn't have that, uh, you know, Tales from the Crypt ending twist or Twilight Zone type twist, like, I don't really get it. <laughs> I gotcha. I yeah, gotcha. I feel, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like this anthology definitely has that. Um, you know, each story has a good arc. It's got like a hook in the beginning and then a little mystery in the middle and a fun twist at the end. Not all of them twist at the yeah. end, but a lot of them do. Not all of them. No, and and that's fine. That's that's fine. I mean, a lot most of my favorite horror stories don't, but I just I kind of, I mean, me as a writer, I kind of agonize because I have to see it as a as a whole. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> well, they're fantastic. Well, and and I'll tell you. Oh, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Finish your thought there. Oh, no. I, I was just going to say, so I've only gotten to read uh, the 70s volume so far because, you know, two hats. So I want to make sure that I get the audiobook out on time. Uh, but what's interesting is, you know, Stacy has written a lot of the stories, and then there are uh, others of us who've contributed. But it's not – you can't really tell from story to story – is this is this a Stacy story? Is this you know Graydon's story? It, it, there's such a wonderful mix of arcs, and even um, even length. Uh, possibly my favorite piece of the '70s is also the shortest piece because it comes out guns blazing, laugh out loud from the from the jump, and you don't stop laughing until it's over. And then when it's over, you think. Well, wait, why is it over? That was so much fun. <laughs> I want more. Stacey, you know well, which one I mean, yeah. but I don't know if I'm supposed to spoil, so. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, they're out. Go ahead and, it, and tell away. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting, yeah. Uh, Hotel Kill'em For Ya, which is, it doesn't read like a traditional short story. Uh, it uh, it reads as uh, as an ad for a hotel that caters to particular needs of, of its guests, hence the name Hotel Kill'em For Ya. And it, it's just so funny. And there's, there are a lot of laughs to be had in the anthology, but that one in particular, I knew that we were in really good shape when, uh, when my partner and I sat down to record the first piece, and we just grabbed that one at random, read through it, and thought, okay, with, this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I really liked, Stacey, is, um, and I didn't know that you were behind the uh, the graphics, uh, the visuals, the covers of the book and yes. whatnot. Um, it's so cool because you have three distinct decades here, 
and you really represented them well visually, you know. Um, and I know the old thing is the old adage, never judge a book by its cover. But I'm telling you, I look at these covers and I'm like, oh, I want to read this. You know, this is cool. This <laughs> That's is cool. the and idea. The leaves and the 60s and the, the, the satanic panic almost feel of the 70s and then the, the electro of the 80s, you know, the electro. It was just, it's cool. They're just cool. Oh, Stacy yeah. has a great future yeah. as a book cover designer because <laughs> if you go to, you know, if you go to one of the greatest stores that ever was, Dark Delicacies up here in Burbank, and look at all mm. of the independent published books out, the covers are so horrible. Right. So horrible. <laughs> I know what you would never. You would never pick that up. Right. But then you see right. these it's, like, hey. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind well, of my cool design thing. philosophy. You know, kind of look at what not to do from, from other examples. I'm really amazed yeah. at some of the book covers that kind of get out there. But, yeah, no, this was a lot of fun because I love coming up with a brand, you know, because this is just the first three of of series of books that I uh, envision being, you know, nine to ten books, um, some of them nonfiction, too. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to kind of keep that skull motif going, but within the era, like you said, Jamie, right. the, you know, the, the pot leaf skull, it's all kind of made of pot leaves, and then the the 70s one is the disco ball skull, and then the 80s one has got that, you know, kind of the, the flying V electric guitar that was so right, well known right. and heavy metal back then. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to come up with the rest of them, too, and keep them all in line so that you kind of you know that that's from this series if you happen to see them on a shelf, but they each have their own individual flavor. Oh, absolutely. I have horror friends. I have friends. I'm not necessarily, I like a good horror movie. I like a good horror book. Um, I, you know, I don't jump up and down about horror. It's not my thing. I have friends that do, though. I have friends it's impossible to watch a horror movie with because they will go on and on about how a spleen didn't explode the, it's the correct way. I'm like, how do you know this? And <laughs> well, it's just it's very annoying. Kinds <laughs> of horror. I mean, you know, like, yeah, you know, for but, instance, like, let's go to, like, Shane's story, Daydream Bereaver, which I love that title, <laughs> uh, from the 60s. So it's kind of a beach blanket bingo kind of, you know, um, mm-hmm. story, which is funny and light. It's not really horrific. I mean, there are certainly horrific uh, implications to it, but it's not super gory and disgusting. And then there are some that are more like um, subtle, supernatural, some serial killers, you know, but like, uh, you know, like Graydon said, that there is kind of an underlying current of comedy throughout the whole series, which lightens the, and that's the mood of it. So great. Oh, yeah. Well, I can see these on my friends, my, 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 my horror friends and my people, people I know that are kind of like me that, that, that are into it, but, but not as much. But I can see these on both bookshelves, you know. They, these are fantastic. On a coffee table, even. Um, you want to put them on a shelf, yep. I think. Definitely. I think the rock and roll people should should know, something we should tell them is every story title is a play on a song from that decade. So, uh, and I love how, you know, the, the song titles were like Love Dies Bleeding, She's a killer dean. Graydon, I just I read that from last night. That's a great story, Graydon. Uh, Stacy's oh, while my you. guitar gently reaps. You know, I mean, they're it's, yeah. it's a blast. You know, because uh, 
they kind of tie in, uh, you know, with the theme of the actual song title. So it's it's really cool. It's fun. Very fun. Yeah. Me, I think that's the, the main thing. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Bay Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrate, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, she's a fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N dot com. Very, very cool stuff. 
Check it out, folks. Let me ask you guys, as authors, as writers, and I know that you guys do a lot of screenwriting and, and also stuff in film and, and just other things as well, uh, audio work and whatnot. Um, but you did, you know, you, I, I consider you authors in addition to that because you, you wrote these, you know, and, and they're fantastic. Um, with my painting, sometimes people will see the end result and, and they think, oh, he just, you know, nothing was on TV last night. He knocked that out. And I love it when that happens, when it's just easy, when it, you, you, know, you sit down and boom, it's done. It doesn't happen that often. Um, what they don't see is me wanting to throw it in the street and jump up and down on it when they fight me. <laughs> Do these, does the same thing happen with writing? I've never kind of written, any, you know, stuff in school I did, but that's, that, that doesn't really count, you know, not fun stuff, not cool stuff. Um, does that same process kind of happen? Do, do some come easy and some or, and some fight, or does it all pretty much come easy? Oh, I, I, well, I, mine didn't really come easy because <laughs> I didn't really know I, I was under the gun to finish very quickly, right. and I didn't really <laughs> know job, what though, to Shane. do. I, 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 I go, oh, maybe I should. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but I'll have to I'll have to wait till my mom reviews it. But, but, oh, <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. But I don't uh, know. I mean, no, like... but uh, I was just like, I just I don't really I don't have a story here. And even I, I finished it quickly and I turned it into Stacy and she did her edits. I go, you know what? I think I want to cut the first two pages. Okay. <laughs> because I was just sort of. <laughs> writing and trying to find an idea somewhere in there and there's funny good stuff but I'm like that just doesn't start the story really just right. get rid of this so I did but yeah it was um usually I, I I sort of have an idea immediately in this one I'll I've hairdo and I didn't know what to do with her well, you can't tell. I mean, so, you know, it all, it, no, as no. Uh, Jamie said, you know, with the end result, it looks like it was effortless, but, you know, it kind of all depends. Like for myself, I have several years of journalistic experience and writing news stories. So mm. I have to be able to write very quickly. Sometimes I, that when I was working for a certain news outlet, a few years back, I would have to write eight to ten news stories a day and do the research and fact-checking. Wow. So for me, like, I can turn it off and on pretty easily. But, um, you know, everyone's got their own different processes. Um, come, sometimes it just starts with the kernel of an idea, you know, and it just it, it yeah. grows from there. Yeah. Um, Kurt, did you, like, I kind of gave you the writing prompt with, like, the idea for the DJ. So, I mean, how did you – come about with, with, you know, how you started well, I, and ended I, your story. From, yeah, from your kernel, I got an idea, a suggestion. I got the story really quick in my head, but I don't write fast. Uh, that's one of the things I love about Stacy and her writing is she write, I'm, I'm in awe of her because she writes so quickly and writes so well. Uh, I started out slow with this story, uh, and, but when I got about uh, halfway through, all of a sudden, and I was getting close to the deadline, but all of a sudden I just it just – Start flowing, and I was, you know, nice. Could hardly, hardly, hardly That's a cool feeling. Keep up with my pen, so that was really cool. <laughs> that was, 
rolling out of me, you know. But I see things. I see stories cinematically. It's like a movie in my head, and I'm just kind of transpose, transposing the movie down. Is how I kind of. I know. I know it's going well. If that's what's happening. Is I'm just kind of like almost like writing the movie down. I see in my head, you know, into a story. Yeah. So. That's cool. That's cool. And how about you, Graydon? Yes. How, how is your process with writing? Well, what I have discovered is that when I have something else I'm supposed to be doing, the writing comes easily. Oh, I've got audio to edit. Oh, I've got to clean the, the house. Oh, you know, I, I owe somebody uh, a project of this type or that type. Suddenly, the muse blesses me with words upon words, and I just can't type them out fast enough. Um, for, for this project, I was in something of a challenging situation, which I won't go into, but it meant that I didn't have the kind of time and attention uh, that I that I normally want to put on a project when it's in front of me. And so, but I already had the idea. I had the idea well in advance of when I sat down to start typing. And so what wound up happening was I got a first draft out and I thought, okay, this is actually pretty good. I've overcome adversity. Uh, and I sent it to my partner who you know, we, we write together as well as working on audio projects together. And she mm. had a couple mm. of pointed notes for me. And my initial response was, but I need this to be done. And then my second response was, those are excellent points. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to carve out a couple of hours that I didn't think I had uh, and, and run a, a, a second draft through. And I got to say, I am much, much happier with the second draft. The first draft would have been fine. But do any of us really aspire to do Fine. Fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, right. I hear you, man. I hear you. And and when your name's on it, you know, if your name's on the door, it has to be right, you know. Um, that's yeah. Just, that's the game, you know. Let me ask you guys this. Yeah, that's you know, the thing that a lot uh, of musicians. With... Oh, go ahead. Finish your thought. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, I'm sorry. No, go. I was just going to say that's you know some of us come from that movie background, you know, as screenwriters and you have to deal with actors messing up your words. Mm. You have to deal with the director, the producer, the everything. But, and that's why I really enjoy doing short fiction. I don't do it uh, as much as I should or want to, uh, but I do really enjoy it because it's, it's just me. So if it, if, right. if it's a total failure, that's all on me. But if it's great, that's all on me and the director doesn't get the accolades and the actor doesn't go, Oh yeah, that was all me because I added this. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's really, that's like you said, that's your name and nobody else is there. Right. And Stacy right. is also a great editor. So, which is very oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, well I'm was. telling you, very, just very having good. these out in the, in the time that she did, <laughs> I can tell. That's no easy. <laughs> That's a lot of cats to herd, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, you did it. So that's awesome. Let me ask you guys, I'm friends with a bunch of musicians. I always have been. Um, I grew up in Metro Detroit. Everybody wanted to be a rock star. Um, I didn't know any movie people until I moved to California. Um, and then everybody wanted, you know, to make movies uh, that I met out there. But in the Midwest, everybody wanted, and they specifically wanted to be guitar players. But one of the things that I found interesting in their creative process is they all um, were tried to write songs. I'm not saying they were great at it. Um, some were, some weren't. Uh, but they all had like a little 
almost a file of ideas, you know, and they're like, and they could pull things out. You know, I was, I've been at many band practices uh, over the years. Um, I don't play anything myself. I just hung out with these people. And um, I would see that, you know, they're like, Hey, I, well, I've got this hook over here and I've been doing this and, and, and see the, the, the pieces kind of go together as writers, as authors. Do you guys do that as well? Do you have a bunch of like ideas in a, in a box or a bag or something that sometimes, you know, if you do get stuck, you're like, well, let me go into the old file here. And, uh, oh yeah, this would be fantastic, you know, and, and get a kernel <laughs> of inspiration that way or not really. I have a huge file of that stuff plus stacks of papers and notes and everything. And you know, with, with screenplays, I have just huge things that are cut out or dialogue or something. And sometimes the, the assignment is kind of so horrible. It's that one thing that kind of keeps you going on it, but then it gets cut. So mm. I take that whole scene or section put it into another file and I can I'm like, Oh, I can use that here or I can do that there. And with, with this one, I didn't really have anything in that pull out of, she's like, it's set in the sixties and it's uh, funny horror. I'm like, Oh boy, I don't really have anything there. So um, <laughs> just sweat, I had to come <laughs> But yeah, I do the same nice. thing too. I will either like come up with a piece of dialogue that I like or an idea that I enjoy, or I'll see something, you know, a documentary and I'll think, oh, that's an interesting concept and I'll make a yeah. note of it. So yeah, I have all that too in, in my little bag of tricks. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I can't trust my brain anymore to, to just remember these things. So yeah, I gotta, <laughs> yeah. I gotta put it. You write them down. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kurt has a fascinating idea for his uh, his his book series, his short stories. Why don't you tell him how you came up with that idea, Kurt? I yeah. think it's wonderful. Well, oh, well, I'm almost done with the with the volume that I'm going to have actually have Stacy help me self publish it uh, because she's such an expert in doing that. But I was actually invited to a cocktail party in West LA by Stacy's boyfriend. Uh, but oh, I think okay. it was before he had met Stacy. It's her current That's love right. that she's been with for many years. But this was before he had met Stacy. And I, there was about 30 people there, and I only knew uh, Aaron, her boyfriend, the host, and uh, another uh, friend that was an actress was there. And then it was like, I don't know, 25, 28 people I didn't, I didn't know. And so I just kind of wandered around the party after I chatted those two up with a drink in my hand. And I just noticed I was walking by conversations, and I'd hear these, wild one-line, one-liners from people's conversations. And after running around just walking through the party for an hour, I just went outside across the street and sat on this little hillside, and I wrote all these one-liners down. And uh, nice. so what I'm doing for the short story collection is each story's title is the one-liner I heard at this party from a conversation. And I don't know what any of the conversations <laughs> were about. I didn't sit, stand around... I didn't stop long enough to listen to the whole right, story. Right, just got that flight. So I'm using that one-liner as the title of the story, and then I'm creating my own complete whatever story from that one-liner. Uh, the one line gets used by some character in the in the story, but um, 
just to give you an idea of what was, I one one of the one-liners I heard was, "I had this hamster once," and that was all I that's all I had heard. <laughs> oh man! And in West Hollywood, whoa, that can yeah, go all kinds of places. But as, as, as the story turned out, as the story turned out, it was a story of a of a young American soldier, a sniper behind the lines in Iran. Uh, oh. During the during the uh, Gulf War, the Iraq War, so um, it had nothing to do with whatever you would think. I had this hamster once, but it, it's it's a great uh, it's a great line in the story. It's a great kind of a very climactic moment in the sniper story. So it's kind of wild. But anyway, that's how that's I, cool. For some reason, yeah, yeah, that's a really cool. That's an awesome thing. That so reminds me, uh, one of my, uh, I probably shouldn't even say this, but I don't know what the hell, I, I will. Um, one of the things pre-pandemic that me and my wife um, like to do uh, is, you know, we'd go out to uh, something or whatever, and we'd wind up about a block from our house is an international house pancakes. They're open 24 hours. You know, it's like a Denny's type place. And we'd go in there and, and you know, have something to eat after the bar or after the club or whatever. And we wouldn't say anything to each other. We're, we were like two schoolgirls. We would just sit in there and listen to the drunk conversations from the people around us. <laughs> uh, just yeah. Totally eavesdrop. <laughs> and, and then when we would leave, we would just gossip like in the car, like nobody's business. And like, oh, my God, she's having an affair with that guy's brother? Oh, my, you know, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and every time it was just crazy, you know. Uh, we never wrote any of it down, though, or did anything with it. We just, you know, eavesdropped on their personal stuff. But um, that's cool, Kurt. I like that idea. I can't wait to read your anthology as well. We no, will. Thanks. There's no horror have... in there. There's one. There's one sci-fi, but there's no horror in that in that collection. But one I'm of them sci-fi. The rest of them are not. You know. That's cool, though. It doesn't have to be the same thing. I I really like having. Um, authors on the show. I'd like to do this at least once a month, um, minimum, you know, just to mix it up. It's cool, you know, there's some cool stuff out there. And Stacey, I was looking at, um, I'm a member of that Goodreads. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if that's any good or not, I, but I'm a member of it. And um, uh-huh. I, I typed your name in there. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know this or not. Old Stacy has, you know, got about what seventy-five books or something on there. I mean, there's a whole bunch. <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> no, it's not that many. <laughs> well, yeah, I do have a lot of books. Of uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, yeah. yeah, and like I said, a lot of them do have, you know, sort of the the horror rock and roll uh, vibe to them. I have another series of books that follows these uh, rock and roll vampires throughout history, and that's Immortal Confessions, and Graydon and uh, his partner, Leanne Rowe, Ro read those in the audiobook versions. And, um, yeah, so book four is coming out, I think, in the fall. And, um, yeah, there's there's a lot going on, but, you know, like I said, I, I love writing. I don't think I could 
not right. It's just something that's in my blood, and it has been ever since I was a child. My mom was a writer, so I think maybe that's you know, mm. kind of how I, I caught the bug. I re- remember, you know, before computers, my mom would be typing away on her IBM Selectric and, you know, wow. doing her thing. She wrote um, <laughs> romance novels, and uh, she also was an entertainment reporter for a while. She was the editor of Confidential Magazine. So, yeah, so I think that's how I got it. And the music... Uh, yeah, it comes from my dad, who's a musician. He's in the the uh, rock group The Ventures, and um, so I kind of just grew up with writing and rock and roll. Nice. Our our intro music is kind of a Ventures ripoff, um, I think. Um, I don't know. If technically, it is. It is. It was, <laughs> I like it. it yeah, was, that's a great it was intro. <laughs> music. I got, you know, people ask me about it, and I'm like, you know, no, I, I didn't have anybody make. I bought. 12 CDs full of royalty-free music is what I did. And that one I heard on day six of listening to 20-second intros for an entire week. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we wow. found it. Yeah, it's <laughs> never changing it. That's it. Yeah, it's <laughs> We're keeping it. For sure. So, yeah, I don't know. Somebody makes money doing that, just making these little, you know, things. God bless them. We use it. Yeah, um, talk music. Very <laughs> I'm telling, I'm, I'm telling you, there's somebody in L.A. in a studio somewhere making that right now as we speak and probably has a swimming pool from it, you know? Um, <laughs> got well, let's hope so. Um, yeah, you know? Yeah. Now, these you had mentioned before. No, I did not know this. I thought we were just doing a three-off book. You're you're planning on doing, what, the, the 90s grunge scene and, and, and beyond and whatnot, do you think? Yeah, I'm looking at that, the 90s uh, grunge hip-hop, you know, that that version um, of short stories, again, fictional. Um, Definitely going to do a nonfiction version of real rock and roll nightmares of rock stars who've flamed out, OD'd, been murdered and whatnot. (laughs) So there's that. And then also a movie version of some great uh, rock and roll horror movie mashups. Which, of which there are a lot, oh. and many of them did come out in the 1980s. That was kind of a trend in the 80s, so that'll be a lot of fun. So that's at least another three. That is three. so cool. Well, that I like to so you know, cool. personally, I love to follow a series of books or movies. I kind of really get into that, and it's, uh, you know, hopefully people that enjoy these first three books will tag along for the rest. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm telling you, folks, these are a great, and I know it's July, and in our merch store, we're having a Christmas in July sale right now. It doesn't mean everybody else is. Um, these are great gift books. You know, if you have a horror person or, or a rock and roll person, I mean, my father-in-law would love these. Um, hopefully he's not listening to the show because he's probably going to get these. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to buy them, put them on the <laughs> shelf, and wait, you know. Um, I'm kind of known for being a good gift giver, though. These these are cool. Um yeah, my wife's horrible at it. She's terrible at buying gifts. Um, but you can't go wrong with these. She could get these, you know. Uh, these are fantastic. I and they couldn't look agree great. more. Yeah, yeah, and we have a link. We have a link to um, Stacy's website where you can get them through there, I believe. But we also have the Amazon link up on all of our uh, show pages and um and, and web flyers and all of that as well. So, you know, you can, you can definitely get these folks. Um, and also, I want to mention, it, it, we also have links to um, 
uh, Graydon and Shane and Kurtz, all of their uh, Instagram pages, uh, Stacy's website. Um, you can get to her Instagram, I'm sure, through it. But, um, you know, I don't know. All these, I'm used to dealing with all these actors and stuff. But they all want everybody to go over to their Instagram. So that's what I did. Um, <laughs> Why, thank you. Yeah, oh, I would suggest go over there and like and follow and, and all of that. You guys got so much cool stuff going on. Um, I follow you on Facebook, too, but um, it's just really cool, man. Um, yeah, we even have a Facebook amazing. group for the series of books where people can talk about different rock and roll nightmares, Just not just the book, but people can post their favorite, you know, sort of horror-themed music videos or recommend other books that they like or movies. So nice. that's the Rock and Roll Nightmares Facebook page. Nice. Well, folks, I'm going to be yeah. posting that on all of my social media, um, just following the show, so you can click right over to it and whatnot. And, uh, you know, Thank sign you. up on there. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's so important, you know, and I, I know I harp on this on the show a lot, um, but, I, but I'm going to continue to do it because it's important. I don't care if you like an, an, an indie band or an independent film or just somebody who makes really good muffins or something. It doesn't matter. Um, you dig in something, <laughs> like and share. Yeah. You know, it's an algorithm world, man. And chances are yes. your friends are going to dig what you dig. You know, because you're right. friends. So definitely like and share, everybody. Um, real quick, guys, let's go through everybody. Uh, and, and, again, I know we're promoing uh, the Rock and Roll Nightmare book series, um, but I wanted to ask, well, I've got you on the horn here. Um, can you mention, I know, I know you Hollywood types, sometimes can't talk about <laughs> upcoming projects until the T's are crossed and I've got it. But is there uh, anything you guys would like to mention that we should be on the lookout for? Do you want to go uh, down well, the line? Well, I was going to be nice, <laughs> but <laughs> let somebody else go. Um, this is Shane. I, uh, I have a children's book that I'm very proud of. Uh, that I oh, cool. was supposed to come out last Halloween, but because it did not, it came out around Christmas. Uh, but right. I'm still hot. Uh, it's called the Shane, you, you without Halloween. Out oh, What's it called again? Don't fade out. It's called the year without Halloween, and it oh, has man. this uh, fantastic, fantastic kind of mid-century modern art by Waleed Atch. And uh, he's super proud of it. I'm proud of it. It uh, really came together. There was a lot of drama uh, of when it started, but it all got worked out, and I couldn't be happier. Uh, people that got it love it, and I want more people to, to get it. So <laughs> that, that, that season is coming up. There we go. Well, very cool. I, we just, I mean, I, I'm not supposed to even say anything. We may or may not have had a new addition to our family recently. Um, see, I said may not, so the family can't get on me about it. But um, we are buying <laughs> books like mad lately, and we haven't bought any Halloween books. So I'm excited about that. Uh, definitely. There's not even other kids' Halloween books, you know. We need to get the, more yeah. out there. I will be picking it up. No, Kurt, you've got your You're anthology. Awesome. Any um, any uh, ballpark idea when that'll be dropping? Do you think? Uh, hopefully late autumn. 
maybe early winter, <laughs> late autumn probably. I do have a uh, I do have a film out right now, uh, Promise, which is a western, and uh, it's on Amazon and iTunes and every streaming platform imaginable. And uh, I played the villain in that. Uh, it's a kind of an epic western. And then I have a horror film called Vampires on a Boat, which will be coming out uh, sometime soon. And then a couple more westerns that will be coming out uh, shortly. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. I can't wait to see them. Very, very cool. And, Graydon, what do you and Leanne got cooking? Well, I am so glad you asked. (laughs) Um, And, actually, uh, if it's all right with you, I will shoot you some more links uh, after the show so that uh, to make life easier for for you and for folks who are listening. Because the easiest way to keep up with Leanne and I is uh, we've got an old-fashioned website. We do do the social media. Uh, but we also have mm. one of those traditional websites uh, that has all of our current, all, all of our extant projects and everything that's coming up as well, at least as soon as we're allowed nice. to talk about it. Um, uh, so I will shoot that over to you. But then also on Facebook, there is a uh, Lillian Eves and Vincent Lee Grayson uh, professional page. Those are the names that we narrate under. And actually one of our fans even created a fan page for us too. So there's also a fan page for us on Facebook, which is uh, super flattering. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and so that is awesome. I'll, I'll make sure I get I all get that information like to that. That's fantastic. But well, then, yeah, yeah, but, definitely. Thank you. And we'll blast it out. Yeah, uh, you, you are the best. And then in the meantime, uh, we do have uh, two books that should be coming out, knock on wood, uh, in the next eh, week or so. Um, one is an urban fantasy romance, uh, the start of, an, of a series, uh, and the other is a historical romance uh, set in, uh, you know, earlier in American history. Uh, but both of those should be dropping here in the next week. Uh, and uh, I feel I feel compelled to plug this as well because of what we what was just mentioned. Uh, Leanne and I, one half of what we do is a lot of uh, romance style narration, and obviously we're we're doing horror as well. But we also do kid stuff. So anybody who maybe <gasps> has a kid book that they're super proud of uh, might want to check out some of our kids material as well. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, Can't I just listened to. I listened to one. I'm not a kid, obviously, and do not have kids, but I enjoyed Princess Neander. That was a lot of fun with all the voices that you did. That's a short story on Audible. Thank you. (laughs) Well, there you go. And, of course, StacyLaneWilson.com. Folks, we have a link to that, and you can go there and be amazed. I'm telling you, I don't think, I think Stacy is a vampire. I don't think she sleeps ever, not even in the daytime. (laughs) She does not sleep. Um, just got nope. too much going on. It doesn't on. matter what the hour is. <laughs> if you've got something you need her feedback on or her to look at for you, it, it could come at any hour of any day. I, I say this <laughs> as somebody who thought I was busy, and then I met Stacy and realized I didn't know the meaning of the word. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I thought and that folk, the other and, day. And, folks, Stacy is such a good writer. She's written probably half of the stories in each one of these three volumes. And they're, I haven't read all of them. I've read several of them in the 70s and 80s. She's fantastic. They're fantastic. You can't go wrong with the Stacey Lane Wilson project. 
Oh, thank you. There you go. There you go. Well, I've kept you guys longer than I, I, I said I would. I apologize about that. All of you are just wicked fascinating to talk to. And, you know, I could I could do one of those Joe Rogan things and just go on for three hours. But I, I think uh, oh, wow. let's do it. Know, Stacey would kill me and, um, you know, everybody else would probably, oh. too. Um, so cool. I cannot wait to see more um, of your projects and whatnot. And um, I'm just going to continue uh, swimming in these awesome books, man. They're very, very Thank good. You. Thanks. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Ab- absolutely. Well, folks, Thank again, um, we um, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. We've got a returning guest, uh, LLX. Um, I think that's how she does it. I don't know. It's very strange. Um, but she's really cool. She's a good singer-songwriter. Um, I don't know if it's Licks or maybe – I think it's just LX. What do I know? She's been on the At show At least it's not a symbol like Prince was doing for a while oh, there. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> I will say this, because I know some rock and roll people are listening. If you're in a rock band, I'm just going to tell you, as a graphics person, uh, I, I'm not, but I, I have to do a lot for the show. If you're coming up with your band logo – it does. It needs to be simple and can reduce easy. Um, Queen's band logo stinks. It, it doesn't reduce. It looks like a blob when you shrink it down. Um, pick a dragon, a mountain, uh, or a stream. You don't need all three. That's all I'm saying. The <laughs> <laughs> graphic people will like you a lot more. <laughs> anyhow. Anyhow. You guys are awesome. It's been so much fun today. I love doing this. We're going to do more um, book stuff uh, in the future. I, I really want to start doing this on the show. I, I really enjoy it. Um, well, very cool. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode, of course, will be converted to a podcast. We're going to um, you know, push it out on all the social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. We're on over 400 of them. I know. I didn't know there was that many podcasting platforms either, but apparently there are, and we're on them all. Um, which I'm not complaining about. It's just I get emails every day about it, um, new ones being added, you know. So how are you listening to the show? Thank you for listening. Uh, check out our advertisers. Use their code. All of them have a code, and it'll save you a couple bucks. And you can use that savings to head over to Amazon or wherever you buy books at and pick up the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. You're going to dig it, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If you have a cool pad, you need these in your house. Very, very cool stuff. Thanks, guys and lady. Thank you so much for uh, taking you. time to be on the show today. Thank you. Really thanks for having us, and thanks for uh, inviting us on the ride, Stacy. All righty. Have a good one. Have a good one, everybody. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. It's been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rock, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.